You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Business Talk Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and boy, do we have a good show in store for you. My guest is Corey White. He is the Chief Executive and Experience Officer for Cybitar. Corey, welcome to Critical Mass Business Talk Show. Rick, I appreciate you having me. This is really exciting. Let's dive in. Let's go. Okay, so you've been in business for two years, and I'm wondering if you could take us back to when you and your co-founder had this idea. What was the original motivation for you to start this business? Yeah, so um, it, it's, it's years of experience is the original motivation for both of us, right? Um, and we're very similar personalities. We both hate failing and mm-hmm. we actually want to make a difference. So, so Craig had been doing it for about 18 years as a CISO and I've been doing it about, about 24 years as a you know, cybersecurity, you know, I've done everything, vendor, running businesses, all kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, I realized that I, I, some of my best friends out there are CISOs and Craig, one of my good friends, now co-founder, um, and I wasn't able to serve them properly because the cybersecurity industry is fundamentally broken. And so, of course, Craig and I had to rebuild and recreate a new business model for cybersecurity to actually solve it. So that's why we had to do it. We don't like to fail, so we created something that we could win at. So we're going to talk a little bit more about your business model in a second. Uh, I'm wondering, in the two years that you and Craig have built your firm, what have you learned? Yeah, well, we, we've actually have learned a lot. Um, we, we came in thinking that, yeah, some things are broken within the industry. And, and on top of that, we, we, we thought that the biggest problems was, was with the small to medium-sized businesses. And we, we really went out, you know, looking at everything. Then we learned that, oh, my God, the biggest problem is with the small and medium-sized businesses because, you know, large cybersecurity companies, which we both, you know, he's been CISO at many of these large companies, and, and I've been serving them for forever. And at the end of the day, um, large cybersecurity companies, the vendors, they don't really care about the small and medium-sized businesses. Mm. And then we also learn a lot more stats around, you know, because ransomware in the last two or three years has really, really grown a lot. Um Guess who's being targeted the most? Small to medium-sized businesses that don't have a CISO, don't have a security team, and, and they should never hire a CISO or hire a whole security team. It doesn't make sense. So they're always going to be a target, and they're always going to be you know, getting hacked with ransomware because you know the industry doesn't cater to them. Prices are too high. The products aren't angled toward them. So the whole you know, industry is broken as it relates to small and medium-sized businesses because cybersecurity vendors want to make money. And they want to make money by getting big deals. And you can't get a big deal by small, medium-sized businesses. But we disagree. You actually can because if you're their security team, if that is all outsourced to you, you can get big deals out of small, medium-sized businesses and actually help them along the way and make a difference. So as you're, as you're talking about that, I had two independent thoughts. One is all the media coverage, whether it's ransomware or whatever, tends to deal with large companies that we're familiar with their brand names. And 
I work a lot with medium-sized companies, and I know the headaches they have to actually be compliant and protected in the area of cybersecurity because it's not a simple thing to do, and the penalties and risk can be significant. So let's talk about your firm and what makes your company unique and different in this space, Corey. Yeah, actually, Rick, you actually said a bad word. You said compliance. Okay. And and let me let I think this will be really good for the audience. Okay. <laughs> because here's the thing: compliance does not equal security. Okay. Perfect. And tell me why. Companies think that they're like, well, we've got this compliant checkbox, we've got a seal of whatever on our website. Okay. And I'll give you a really good example of this. So Compliance may say you need to have antivirus. Antivirus was created in 1987. And a lot of the really basic antivirus companies out there, they're still using the technology for the most part from 1987. Okay. Last time I checked, it was 2021, almost 2022. If you're still using that old um, approach, which is really just signature matching and is not actually preventative, it is detection based after you've already been compromised and easily bypassed, then yeah, you can be compliant, check the box, but still get hacked. And especially with ransomware. So it's really easy to bypass, you know, basic things like that. And I can give you a slew of other examples to where compliance doesn't actually uh, meet, meet uh, you know, security requirements to actually get you secure. Um, I will give one more because this will tie into how we, we solve this. The other one, I stopped doing penetration testing security assessments. Okay. I, I jokingly say I'm a recovering, um, you know, services guy, right? You know, the whole 12 step program I've gotten through it. So I don't do it anymore. Here's why. Okay. If I were to come in, Rick, and say for your small, medium sized business, I'm going to come in, I'm going to do your yearly assessment and penetration test, give you a list of all your vulnerabilities. Okay. Then tomorrow, just say, for example, the log4j vulnerability comes out. Critical vulnerability can be easily exploited. Everybody's working their butts off to get remediated. You know, on average, there are 50 new vulnerabilities every single day. I gave you your assessment results yesterday. Um, it just made that obsolete. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now we have this thing called the cloud where everything is changing literally almost on a daily basis. People spinning up new servers and just a, a completely dynamic environment. So that model of doing your assessment, which compliance requirements say, hey, do a yearly security assessment. They don't say remediate and patch and fix everything on a continuous basis. They just say do the assessment. <laughs> okay. So that is also broken. So here at Savitar, to answer the question, we had to create a new business model around it that is based upon continuous cybersecurity, okay? Um, and so you, when you think about it, because the hackers don't stop, they're not going to come and say, hey, we're going to go and hack you the day after you fixed everything from your assessment. <laughs> you, and this is during the holidays. This is what, you know, I've done a lot of incident response in my time. This is hacking season. Okay, mm -hmm. because no one's really paying attention. People are out Christmas shopping, spending time with family. They didn't want to go and do cybersecurity and fix stuff. And so this is what happens. And so you have to do cybersecurity on a continuous basis. So we built a subscription-based model based upon you know, um, best practices within cybersecurity. So you take the CIS 20, the Center for Internet Security 20, 20 controls you need to do. We assess our clients for free. Okay, every single we call them members, every single member in the sales process gets a free assessment. Those stuff I used to charge hundreds of thousands of dollars for, we do that for free. 
okay? We do the external scanning for free. We give you policies for free, okay? All these things, like I said, recovering services guy, I used to charge a ton of money for. We actually charge our, our members to fix the problem, okay? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like common sense, but think about it, Rick. If you take your car to um, the dealer and you say, hey, I need my brakes done and I need an overall checkup, they don't fix anything. They charge you $5,000 and give you a detailed list of everything that's wrong with your car and how you can fix it yourself. That's the security assessment. <laughs> You're like, that's what we've been doing for 30 years in cybersecurity. Like, I, that, does that sound a little backwards? That's why we had to create, you know, cybersecurity as a service. And that's what Cybertar does to actually kind of right size and, and write this, the solutions that actually fix these issues for smaller size, um, small and medium sized businesses. Okay, so I need you to connect those two ideas for me and the audience, which is the business model being SaaS based and the fact that that is a better solution for small and mid-sized companies, Corey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I wish that myself and Craig could take you know credit for for this business model, but this is very simple. This is Uber, this is Airbnb, this is Netflix. And we love the Netflix story, but in 1997, Netflix had no content, okay? And, and when they had no content, they just had a better way for the end consumer to get an outcome of watching that movie, okay, than Blockbuster. Now, Blockbuster's out of business, except for that one, you know, that the last Blockbuster, I think it's in Portland, Oregon or something. <laughs> Blockbuster's out of business because it was really difficult. You know, for me, I tend to always be running late, and so those late fees were killing me, okay? Having to drive and drop it off and everything else, that was difficult. But now, you know, with Netflix, when they first started, I could just choose all my movies and just drop off at the house. A better way to get to the outcome of watching the movie. What if you had a better way of getting to an outcome of actually being secure? So small to medium-sized businesses, their goal is to be secure. The goal is not to buy a product. The goal is not to have a whole list of all their vulnerabilities. The goal is not to hire a whole security team to go and do it. The goal is simply to be secure. That is the outcome. And so guess what Savitar did? We created a better way to get to the outcome of actually being secure and staying secure. So that hopefully that connects it for you. Does that make sense? Yes. And, and I guess one of the aspects, and you clarify this if I'm misthinking, that mm -hmm. a part of your model like the subscription models of the companies that you highlighted lowers the fee-based cost of being and getting the outcome which is to be secure is that true yeah that that is true so a few things that that we had to do to pivot so i'll, I'll use netflix again and make this a theme here but think about it if i want to watch a brand new movie this came out and it's streaming i can pick up my phone my ipad or whatever and i can stream it right now but mm -hmm. Actually, Rick, I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to drive down the street to Target or Walmart. I'm going to buy the movie. I'm going to put it in my DVD player or Blu-ray Blu player and watch it. Okay? Um, that sounds ridiculous, right? Uh, why would I do that? But in cybersecurity, I'm gonna, if I want to buy a new cybersecurity product, I got to go to this product VAR and buy it from them. And most people don't know this, but you're getting around a 40 to 60% markup. Because you got to pay the VAR, you got to pay the whole channel team, you got to pay all these people in the middle that are on the take just to buy the product. And you still haven't implemented it and gotten yourself secure and got value out of it. You just bought the product. 
So we don't do that here. Okay. Um, it is really a, a direct business model, very similar, like Netflix, you just stream, you're not going through all these middle, middle people to actually get it done. This is a direct model. And so we had to change that. Um, it just seemed ridiculous that in 2021, we're still going through, you know, all these middle people on the take increasing the cost. And so we did something really, really crazy. We looked at true subscriptions, we put pricing on the website and, you know, it's almost been a year. I did something really, really scary. I said, all right, because, you know, Craig, my co-founder is like, you know, Corey, all these companies saying that their subscription, you know, especially MSSPs, they're just billing monthly. And we actually need to be true subscription. I was like, damn, you're right. All right. Well, if you're true subscription, I know with my Netflix, my Spotify, whatever, I can press a button. I can cancel any time. Okay. And I get a, I get a one week, one month free trial. Okay. And the other thing within cybersecurity, a lot of these companies, they don't know what the right product is because there's over 4,000 of them out there. They're out there trying to figure out, do these proof of concepts that take six months. Okay. They say you get 30 days. We're going to fully install, configure, assess everything and get you on that path. We have a lot of our, our members, they're actually locked down and secure in the 30 days before, and they can counsel within that time. And so last January, we did counsel anytime. We did 30 days free. And guess what? I was sitting there thinking, somebody's going to counsel. Somebody's going to try to take advantage of this. Somebody's going <laughs> to game. Okay. Right. <laughs> Let me feel the fear and do it anyway. Guess how many cancellations we've had in that 30 days? Zero. Okay. Because we're actually providing value. Right. And, and that's what, you know, one of our metrics in our business. I love on your website a lot of content. One of the phrases that you have is effortless cybersecurity, which to me sounds like an oxymoron. So you, you've yeah. talked about how your model is different and you're disintermediating the cybersecurity industry by your business model. So it, to put a bow on your business, maybe you could just reinforce this idea of effortless cybersecurity. Yeah, it, um, I mean, like I said, it's been a crazy journey. I, I uh, this is a really, really great story, but this, this has been my life the last 25 years or so. I've been the guy, you know, the run teams to come in, we'll do your security assessment for you, tell you everything that is wrong, and then walk away. I've also run the teams to come in and install products for you, you know, and just do the basic installation and then walk away. I've also been the same guy that ran the team to come in and do some of the largest nation state and even smaller security incidents in the world. Guess what? By the time we got to the incident, that CISO or board or CEO is like, Corey, we had you and your team come in and do the assessment. Okay, you told us everything was wrong. We had you and your team come in and implement products for us. And now I'm paying you 400 plus an hour <laughs> to do the incident response after we just got hacked. Um, I felt pretty bad, Rick. Like, I, right. I'm, like I'm on the take at that point. And, and one of my, my favorite books that, that I love you know, by Adam Grant is, are you a giver or are you a taker? Now, most people are not conscious of whether they're one or the other. So if you're taking, which apparently in that other business model, I was, I'm sitting there thinking I'm helping, but these companies are already hacked. Like their data's already gone. They're already all over the news. That's not helping. Okay. I'm making a lot of money off of the incidents. So 
I wanted to build a business model and thank God I, had, I have a, an amazing partner and collaborator in Craig Goodwin where we could do this together and we could actually give, actually provide value and at the same time, make a ton of money off of it. Because people think, oh, if you do this, I can't make a lot of money. No, you can actually help people and be successful at the same time. That is actually possible. What a, what a great way to put a bow on the business model and the and you two as entrepreneurs in your company. I noticed that in addition to the title of CEO, Chief Executive Officer, you're CEO and CEO, but the second CEO is Chief Experience Officer. Can you mm -hmm. explain to me why it was important to you to put both titles and take both titles in your role? Yeah, yeah, a few things. So and, you know, my, my life philosophy is, and a lot of people will absolutely disagree with that, and that's okay, but this is how we roll at Savitar. Um, you don't have to have, and you've seen this, you go to work, and you're like, all right, this is work, Corey. And then you go home or in your personal life, this is personal life, Corey. Why can't we be the same person all the time? Okay. And a lot of the concepts, Rick, that you hear me talking about, actually giving and making a difference. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same Corey all the time. And so when I'm interviewing and hiring people onto this team, I want to know who that person actually is. I don't want the work version because, again, at least for me personally, when I had to do that, it created a lot of stress. Okay, I, because I have to go and pretend to be something else that my, my bosses wanted me to be or what I thought society wanted me to be. I want to go and just be me. So I hire people that... I want them to be them. Be 100% yourself unless you're an asshole. If you're an asshole, then don't, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. But be 100% yourself and be comfortable so that you can actually perform. And so the experience, what that means is, you know, people say this, they work hard, play hard, but we, we have a good time here. And it's not just us internally to, to Savitar, it is our members. Every time we do something, going to be a happy hour in an event, it is us with members. We're all one big Psy family, and we have you know, our partners, our referral partners. All that is one big Psy family. So the overall experience should be absolutely amazing. You should not be complaining about, well, I didn't get a good experience from Savitar. So we literally have a whole member experience team. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's four people right now on that team, and they're out there just killing it, making sure all of our members have an amazing experience. So that is something that's near and dear to my heart. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I, and, and, and I found that interesting, and I wanted you to have the opportunity to share your vision with our audience, who are also peer business owners and entrepreneurs. I mm -hmm. see that your firm is launching a podcast with the title Circuit Breakers Podcast. What's going to be the focus for this show? Yeah, so we're going to have different seasons. And, and I, I like the whole thing of breaking things. Um, I've, I definitely consider myself a, a life hacker, not much of a follower at all. And so um, we're breaking whatever perceptions are out there with the first season. And it's, it's really interesting, you know, myself and, and Craig Goodwin, we, we found it really interesting that there's um, all these cybersecurity jobs out there. There's a ton of people trying to get into right. the cybersecurity industry. And, and so why is this not matching? Why is this not working? 
So I and myself, we, we did a bunch of podcast interviews, talked to CISOs, like, hmm, why can't you hire? We've talked to um, HR representatives, like, why, why can't you get the right people? There's a lot of people available that want these jobs. They want to break into it. And so it's a bunch of different reasons. But at the end of the day, we're looking at this all wrong. We're saying you got to have all these certifications, you know, to be there for entry level positions. Okay, but last time I checked, every 12 to 18 months, you know, the technology evolves. So if I had a certification from five or 10 years ago, it's probably not valid anymore. All we need is skill sets of lifelong learners, somebody that's going to come in and get after it. And I tell a lot of folks on my, my team is that when, when I started dating myself, um, the Internet was barely coming out. I couldn't Google and look up anything and get the answer. But all it's about how you get to the answer nowadays. And so that's all I need to know is, can you figure this out? Can you hustle and get it done? So the whole thing around, hey, this staff shortage, I think is a bit ridiculous. Um, but on the other end, I, I recognize the reality of that, where I said at the beginning of the program here is that a small, medium-sized business, they never should be hiring a security team. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they probably won't find the talent in a short amount of time. And if they do find the talent, they probably can't retain it. And then if they did retain it, they may not have the skill set to do everything that needs to be done. Um, it's much easier to really just outsource that to us and we get it done in 90 days or less. It's just the most efficient way to do it. Going back to Netflix, right? If I want to watch a movie, I'm going to press a button and stream. I'm not going to drive and buy the movie and put it in my DVD player. It's ridiculous. So same thing here with cybersecurity. So when do you think your podcast will drop? When is the first episode expected to be released? Yeah, we will have a, a major launch um, of all that in January. It's, it's already soft launch and getting out there now, but it will be a major launch out in January and we'll have um, uh, some episodes lined up. So I'm excited because I want to educate the, the industry that, hey, Maybe we don't need all these certifications. This is also coming from a man back in the day. I had about 14 certifications, but that's how I learned. <laughs> when I graduated from college, um, they didn't teach all this stuff in school. So I had to get the certifications to learn all this stuff. <laughs> but at the same time, I want to make sure that the hiring managers, they can go and find talent. Um, I'm a big fan of um, Angela Duckworth's you know, work, um, Grit. If you listen to her TED Talk talking about grit, give me grit all day long. That means you will figure it out. Um, that's what success in, in this lifetime, at least how I see it. That's how you get it. Thank you, Corey. Uh, I'd like to ask you, where do you go to get access to other entrepreneurs who have insights or experiences that can help you and your partners stay ahead of the competition and to grow Sabatar? Yeah, it's um, a few places. Number one, I'm also, I'm a part of uh, Entrepreneurs Organization. I, I love being a part of that because, you know, again, you're talking to other entrepreneurs and it's very simple things. When you bring stuff up, you're like, hey, can we do this? Like literally it's right then and there. They're giving you what you need, you know, texting you, sending you messages. It's just it's a mindset. And so I love being a part of that group. On top of that, um, like I said earlier, I am not much of a follower. So I spend a lot of time reading, um, listening to podcasts and audio books. When I'm on planes, I'm learning something new. So you've heard me reference a few books. But a lot of that is coming from you know, really the, the thought-provoking, leading-edge kind of mindset. And that's where this business model came from. We are literally democratizing cybersecurity. And you know, we, as a business, we're not afraid to go out there and actually change the world for the better. Uh, there's not much following going on here in this company. 
So let's let's look to tomorrow with the time that we have left. Where do you and your partner see the company going? What's your vision for the future, Corey? Oh, yeah, I love that question. Um, we we don't believe in limits, but what I, I will say is, I'll, uh, again, you know, again, theme, look at what Netflix did. In 97, they probably had no idea that they would change the movie industry. Mm-hmm. You know, they just had a better business model of getting the consumer to an outcome of being able to watch the, the movies, right? But you fast forward to today, there's everybody has a streaming plus service because of Netflix. And we're never going back to that. But that is the exact same business model we have here, right? You you look at what Uber did. You look at Airbnb. These are all platforms to just make our lives easier. So we have created a platform to make, you know, everybody's lives easier because at the end of the day, nobody's going to go and rob a bank physically anymore. When you can do ransomware, you can do, you can hack in. It's so much easier to do all these things. So this is what the world will be like. So we need companies like Savitar making cybersecurity easy as well. Hacking is easy, okay? I used to be a pen tester hacker. It was harder back in the day. It was a lot you had to know. (laughs) Now it's easy, okay? And so you don't have to know that much. And so we need to make cybersecurity easy. And so we truly see us changing the cybersecurity industry. I mean, Rick, we really are not going to stop until this industry is changed. And then we probably won't stop then, but we, we have to change the industry for the better. Because again, I don't want my personal information stolen or my bank broken into. I mean, that's a headache. So why can't there be companies like us to actually make a difference? That's fantastic and inspiring. And so I'd like to ask if Someone listening to us here on the live stream today or as a podcast down the road would like to learn more about you, Corey White, or your company. How do they find you on LinkedIn or your company's website? Yeah, on LinkedIn, I'm actually Corey D. White, C-O-R-E-Y-D, as in dog, White. Um, you can find that on LinkedIn. Uh, we, we as a company, we post all the time. Um, and the company spells Savitar, C-Y-V as in Victor, A-T-A-R. Dot AI. And how that came about, as easy to remember, is I was talking to a really good friend of mine as we were really, you know, forming this. And she's like, the industry needs like a cyber avatar, like somebody to really support these small to medium-sized businesses. I literally was driving on the five freeway. I had to pull over and see if you know Savitar was available, you know, match up the two words there. And I did once I saw it was available, I literally reserved it right away. But that's how it came about. So we are cyber avatars for these small and medium-sized businesses to actually make a difference for them. That's fantastic and great story. I'd like to Thank you for making a tour de force show here on Critical Mass Business Talk Show, Corey. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've looked forward to our conversation for a while since I knew you were going to be a guest. Thank you for giving your time and being a friend of the program. Yeah, Rick, I really appreciate you as well. You asked amazing questions. Thank you for teeing me up. This was a great conversation. I've enjoyed it. I'd like to thank Gottlieb, Brackman, and Reisman. They've proudly supported this edition of Critical Mass Business Talk Show. GRRPC provides legal advice and guidance for all aspects of intellectual property law, including patents, trademarks, and copyrights. If you'd like to learn more, visit them at grr.com. I'd like to thank you, the audience that maybe listens to the live stream today or picked us up as a podcast. This is Orange County's longest running business talk show. This was episode number 1,325. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N, 
Z-I, and that is my website as well. And until the next time we're together, I hope that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.